You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Monday, March the 8th. And it's deja vu. Cardinals have another tie today as they uh, tie the Miami Marlins 7-7 to in nine innings. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan with a post-game pod coming your way. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. Um, yeah, another tie. Some good things, some bad things to talk about. I'll also talk about Saturday, uh, uh, Friday and Saturday's game a little bit as well. I want to I want to start uh, with with today's game. Since it is it, it is fresh. It is um, not more important by any stretch of the imagination, but is a little bit more uh, fresh in the memory bank. So, um, but before I get get into that, uh, just a couple notes. Um. Uh, first of all, um, had a good retreat this weekend. Um, again, apologies for not being able to, to tweet as much about the games and everything. Um, but uh, once again, I do respect the uh, you know the, the good wishes, good vibes, uh, good good prayers, uh, whatever you guys are sending my way. I appreciated that, um, and the retreat went well. Also, wanted to respond uh, on the show to a comment on Instagram um, that I received on a post about Paul Goldschmidt, but they were responding to my comment on. Um, on on Carlos Martinez, and this it, it comes from uh, Spence Shady uh, at elegant underscore egotist. Uh, I think I'm saying that right. Um, kind of uh, d- disagreeing with me, um, uh, pu- pushing back on my Carlos take, as they say, or as as they put in here. Even with the only good example from 2018, um, expected to start and he didn't. Proceeded to be extremely good or bad out of the pen. Says I watch every game every year. He was about to blow at every bullpen start. There's a far far and few in between bullpen starts that were one, two, three outings. Just like with the starting pitching ERA, isn't always tell all. It's the same for the bullpen. Um, if you want to read the full comment, it's on the post that I posted um, uh, late last week uh, from the crossover day episode. And I understand. Uh, I understand the frustration. I understand the uh, the, the pushback on it. Uh, but I, I um. I'm not giving up on Martinez just yet, uh, super quickly. Um, so I appreciate the comment, appreciate the interaction. But let's talk about um, today's game, uh, the eighth. Uh, KK Kim got the start, and that's where we're going to start. Two and a third was his final line. He came out and came back in. Six hits, four earned, walked one, struck out two. Um, yeah, Kim just doesn't seem to have it early on in spring. And again, I, I will reiterate the fact that it is early on in spring, and I understand that. But he just seemed to leave leave a lot of pitches up, um, especially in the first, um, you know, when, when Kim leaves the ball up, they seem to be um, they seem to be hit because his stuff is not electric that he can survive up in the zone. Um, I will say that, that Kim was able to, to come back and, and pitch a 1-2-3 second inning. That, that is a... That is a, uh, a a positive fact for Kim. It was just that first inning that he struggled. Um, one, two, three, third inning as well. Now, now that I I mentioned that, or I'm sorry, he, he got the first two outs of the third inning uh, after giving up back-to-back singles. My apologies, um, but uh, he was able to get a, a strikeout to, to end his day on the two to third innings pitch. But I still think it's some cause for concern. Um, again, spring training right now is all about finding that balance, right, of what to work on um, as a pitcher, especially, um, and what to what to be too excited about or not to get too excited about something rather, and um, 
what what should we be concerned about? And um, you know, I'm, I know I, I was positive on Martinez, and I, I I'm not giving up on Kim, but I do think it's something that I didn't think that I would have to worry about this spring was KK Kim because he was pretty effective last year. And, you know, yes, there were there were some indications of him possibly taking a step back, but I didn't think he'd take a step this far. I didn't think he would take this far of a step back this early. Um, and, you know, it's definitely something to keep our eyes on. And am I concerned? Am I, you know, flashing the alarms and telling Schilt to get him out of there quickly? No, I still think that he's got time to figure stuff out. We're still just under a month from opening day, but – there definitely is some cause for concern here for, for KK. Um, but again, the, the the positive part of it is the, the, the scoreless um, second and, and somewhat effective third after the first two base runners um, for Mr. Hernand, or excuse me, for Mr. Kim. Um, and then behind him, um, for, the, for the most part, Cardinals pitching staff pitched okay. Um, Junior Fernandez did give up one of the runs that was charged to Kim. Andrew Miller look, looked uh, ineffective today. Uh, he got two outs, but also surrendered two um, two walks for uh, came in on to score um, after Connor Jones gave up a, a walk as well on a hit. Daniel Ponce de Leon looked looked pretty good. Struck out four in in two. And I'm, you know, I should say looked pretty good. The stats looked pretty good, and from, from what I can tell on Twitter and stuff like that. But de Leon was good. Gallegos had had a scoreless inning as well as Krasinski and Ryan Helsley, which is always good to see um, Ryan Helsley have a scoreless outing. So Krasinski and Helsley continued their scoreless springs as well as Warrell Ramirez who came in to get an out. But but yeah, so pitching-wise, Andrew Miller definitely is, is something to keep our eyes on as well since he uh, coming back um, fr- from the COVID battle, um, if you will. And um, yeah, so Kim and Miller were definitely causes of concern today. I think that, that, that I don't think I'm stretching it by any stretch of the imagination. And I think that that's pretty pretty fair, but on the positive side, uh, I'll get to the big positive in a moment, but Dylan Carlson went one for three with two RBIs. Arenado went one for two. Goldschmidt went one for two with his first hit of the spring, and Evan went one for two. But the big positive was a three RBI day for Tyler O'Neill. He hit an RBI double to uh, get three runs across the board in the first inning, um, and he was the second um, – he had six RBIs and two at-bats going back to his home run the other day that I'll talk about. And I'll tell you what, um, there's a question I'll talk about a little bit more in depth with, with um, Tyler O'Neill in just a little bit. I'm going to share some of your responses from the Instagram story. But Tyler O'Neill looks pretty good this spring. I think that he is definitely someone that is um, <laughs> that has the opportunity to, to, to put up some big numbers. Um, he had an opposite field home run yesterday. That was a pretty good shot. And then, you know, you know, you know, obviously, like I mentioned, the, the, the double today went one for two with the three doubles, um, retired in, in the other at-bat. But early on in spring, O'Neal is definitely impressing. He's definitely taking the leap that that I expected, that I would like to have seen him take. He's four for 10 with, um, excuse me, he's, he's five for 12 now after going one for two today with, um, with the uh, home run and, and six RBI now for the 25-year-old left fielder. And he's going to impress some people. I really think that O'Neal, again, trying not to get too excited. I understand that. But O'Neal, I really think, is going to impress. And with Lane Thomas getting off to a good start, but Thomas did go over 2 today with two strikeouts, Tyler O'Neal could be taking the correct step at the correct time to not only keep his starting job, but produce at a level that we haven't seen before from Tyler O'Neal. And again, I know spring, early, whatever, I just have seen some good things from Tyler and you're driving the ball the other way, having the down the line double today 
Look out for Tyler O'Neill in 2021. I really think he could do some big things and provide some big power for, for St. Louis. So beyond that, though, Carlson had a, had a good day, like I mentioned. Devin Perez apparently hit the ball super hard, 109 miles per hour off the bat um, for a triple. He's impressed as well early on in spring. So really good good, good stuff. Obviously, um, the, the hope is there, like I talked about in a show late last week. But now we're starting to see a little bit more results. And I'm really excited for this team. So in segment two, I'll talk about the, the previous two games that I was not able to talk about, the loss to the Nationals and the win to the against the Astros. And um, yeah, how my Gantt prediction was wrong to start. <laughs> talk about Yachty and his <laughs> taunting yesterday. That was hilarious. And then the, to finish up the show, the final segment, I'll uh, answer some of your questions and comments about um, today's game uh, as well. So... Before we get to the the next segment, let's thank our sponsors. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports. Action football is over, yes, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing, as well as baseball betting just around the corner. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and best of all, it's free to sign up. Head to the BetOnline website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That 50% welcome bonus you can achieve when you sign up by entering the promo code Locked On. Put in $100, put in that promo code, get $50 free dollars. Who doesn't love free money? Again, that promo code locked on. Head over to betonline.ag today. And one more note before I get to the uh, games that I've missed. Um, Cardinals, you know, Cardinals news, we've got you covered here. But the uh, other sports news, you can head over to Locked On Today podcast hosted by the wonderful Peter Bukowski. Um, And Locked On Today has all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I've been on there before. Great show. Peter's a great guy. So uh, let's go back to Friday uh, um, against the Washington Nationals. I was really excited for this because of John Gant. Uh, I was expecting Gant to do big things. He impressed in his relief outing earlier in spring. I think that Gant still is in the running, possibly, for the, the fifth starter spot if Martinez and or Kim were to falter, which right now it's you know possibly looking like both. But um, really, uh, I was really excited for for Mr. Gant to, to pitch well against Washington, and he just didn't have it. Um, he was unable to, to get the outs he needed to get, obviously. Um, his final line ended up being... Uh, two and two-thirds of an inning, four earned, two walks, two strikeouts. Um, but behind him, the Cardinals did have some pretty good pitching. Uh, Angel Rodon got two strikeouts in an inning, a third. Zach Thompson with his spring debut. Gave up a run on three hits, struck out two. Tyler Webb gave up a run on two strikeouts in two-thirds of an inning. Seth Ello just scoreless outing. Um, and the one guy that I, I know that Jeff Jones has been pretty high on on Twitter, who's a Cardinal guy, um, is Johan Kazada or Kazada. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that right. He, he's listed as 6'9", 220, or 255. Uh, that's a tall man. Um, going into the game today, um, in, in two games, uh, he, uh, no earned runs, ending in two-thirds, uh, and two strikeouts. So keep your eye on that. He is a guy that <laughs> could be lethal. He ended up giving the, the 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 losing run or winning run, depending on who you're looking at it for. And it, but that came on a throwing air by Ali Sanchez, so I don't really uh, credit that to him. But so, yeah, so John Gant, 
disappointed is you know might be too hard of, harsh of a word, but definitely was looking for for bigger and better things from John Gant in that start than we got. But I, I still think that he's definitely up there in terms of starting pitching candidates. I don't think we'll start winning guys completely out for another couple weeks. I mean, up until Kim. I mean, I guess you could even include today, but Adam Wernight is the only starter to make it into the second inning um, without a rollover. So, um, so I mean, and, and obviously we know that Jack Flaherty is going to start an opening day and he's not going to be weaned out, but I still think that we'll, we'll, we're not going to discount anybody until um, – yeah, until a little bit later on in spring, obviously. So, um, starting over pitch, or pitching after that was 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 fine. Um, Cardinals were able to get two runs off of Max Scherzer, which was impressive um, in the first. Th- those runs coming off of a Lane Thomas double, and you know, up until today, obviously, when like I said, Thomas went over two with a couple of punch outs today, but. Lane Thomas was pretty impressive um, up until that point in spring. He's at 333 is his average now with an 812 OPS. But and again, stats aren't aren't everything. But he was able to impress against Washington and a really good pitcher in Mr. Scherzer. Now, other than that, nobody else had multi-hit day. Uh, Andrew Kisner actually, besides him, had he had two hits, scored two runs. So offensively, that that was great, and that was really it was nice to see some some regulars getting into the swing of things. Um, you know, Onato had another hit. Edmund had another hit on, on Saturday, or excuse me, Friday. One negative or one, one thing that, that is a, yeah, negative is, is Matt Carpenter went over to a walk and a strikeout. Um, Carpenter still hitless uh, this spring. Um, Cause yeah, he, he went over three on Saturday with three punch or two punch outs rather, excuse me. So, Carpenter is definitely a negative right now in terms of, you know, might might expect some big things or we're expecting possibly a change in approach or something like that. But so far it's been same old, same old for Matt Carpenter. And that does not bode well for him in terms of the starting starting position, because right now Tommy Evans seems to have that pretty much on lockdown for the most part, especially not only with how Carpenter's playing, but with how Tommy Evans is playing. According to Derek Gould, he made an outstanding catch today that, um, you know, defensively that Edmund probably still has the edge there. And I'm not trying to say Tommy Edmund is going to do exactly what Wong did, but I do think that, um, you know, he's definitely going to be an improvement over Matt Carpenter. So so that was Friday. Um, and then yesterday, uh, Sunday, I was able to watch some of it, bits and pieces of it here and there, but Cardinals went 8-5 to five against the Astros. Uh, big win. Adam Wainwright looked absolutely phenomenal. Five punch outs in two innings. Um, or excuse me, three innings, three straight innings, gave up a run on a hit, um, but he looked really, really good. That run came in on a sacrifice fly um, in the first inning, so scoreless baseball after that for the veteran. He is, he, he's been the most impressive of probably anybody this spring for the most part, especially one in terms of pitching. Thomas Parsons has pitched well, Woodford pitched well, um, but tell you what, Adam Wainwright, is not done yet. I will tell you that much for sure. Uh, Libertor walked three guys in an inning and a third. Don't like to see that. Parsons pitched well. Woodford pitched well, and Woodford had uh, had some had some fun because when he was on the mound, Yadier Molina had a little bit of fun. Um, he, um, he Yadier Molina was able to throw out um, Siri in this um, fourth or fifth inning, whatever it was. Probably a little bit later than that. I forget what inning it was. Regardless. Um, Yadier Molina picked uh, threw a pickoff attempt to um, to first base, and um, Ali got back and kind of said, you know, <laughs> um, 
look look back and Yadi said, no, 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 you're not going to do that to me. And then Yadi says, okay, take second. A couple pitches later, Yadi calls for a changeup. Changeup. Uh, Woodford throws a changeup. Swing and a miss, strikeout. Throw down bullet to second base. It was the seventh inning. Seventh inning, I'm sorry. And Yadi gets him by a mile. I mean, it wasn't even close. And Yadi got him by a mile. Say what you will about his offensive production. Say even what you will about his defensive stats and things of that nature. But Yadi still got it. Yachty absolutely has still got it behind the dish, and it was just absolutely remarkable to see him uh, nail a runner at second base. Remarkable to see Wainwright. So yesterday was real nostalgia. It was really <laughs> it was all about nostalgia with Wainwright pitching well, Yachty doing things on the defensive end, super exciting stuff. So weekend was mostly positive, and then you go into the tie today. So um, segment number three is going to be um, answering your questions um, and some of your comments on um, Instagram as well. Um, and then I'll also um, let you guys know what I'm talking about on the show tomorrow. So um, all that's coming up in just a moment. But we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Built Bar has two matchups today. Apple Almond Crisp versus the Churro Puff and Peanut Butter Brownie versus Raspberry I'm going Apple Almond Crisp and matchup number one. And matchup number two, I'm going Raspberry. As if fruit might seem like an odd choice for this, but Raspberry is legit. I've had it before. It's one of my favorites. Go to BuiltBar.com or at Built underscore Bar on Twitter to vote. And remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20, LOCKEDON20, for 20% off your new order. LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar at BuiltBar.com. So before I answer you know, your questions, baseball is, is is heating up, and if you want to know all things baseball, head over to Locked On MLB with Lock with the Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully. It's a unique look, look at majors, both past and present. Um, exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On podcast hosts. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so to finish up the show today, I'll uh, let, let's go to, go to the Instagram and uh, the, the story that I posted and um, about the game and see what your guys' thoughts are. Um, STL Cardinal Center said Seth Ellis and Junior Fernandez should stay in Memphis. Hard to de- hard to disagree with with that. I I think that um, uh, Ellis had a rough day on Saturday against the the Astros and uh, Fernandez. I, mean, I don't think they're they're bad. I like Elledge a lot. I think I like Elledge more than Fernandez in terms of what he can give to the baseball team. But I do I do agree that they maybe not should, but the, the, there's a pretty good high possibility of them starting the season in Memphis, and I think that's okay. And STL Cardinal Center also says uh, close battle between O'Neill and Thomas, and um, J P Wheel um, underscore BSBL says O'Neill and Thomas are both rank raking right now. So who do you think gets to start on opening day? Um, so two questions, pretty much asking the same thing. It, it it's O'Neill to me. 
Um, and again, a lot of a lot of things can happen. But with, with the way O'Neill is trending in the last couple of, of games specifically, um, I am excited to see what he can do. Uh, I mentioned that he could definitely provide some punch in the middle of this lineup from from an area that the Cardinals haven't gotten punch from in a while. Uh, left field, really, you know, outfield has been an issue for the Cardinals for a long time, but. Um, long, relatively speaking, of course. I mean, Holiday was only four or five years ago. Uh, Peak Holiday, though, was probably six or seven years ago. Um, so, you, you know, depending on how deep you want to go, that's probably how far back you have to go for consistent left field production. Um, so, and I'm not trying to say O'Neill's going to be the next Matt Holiday, but I'm also pretty optimistic in the production that O'Neill will, will, will get. So it's a very close battle, um, but I think that O'Neill gets to start on opening day. Um, and I think that he, and that's, I think that, I don't think that that's too far of a stretch, to be honest with you. Um, O'Neal has definitely been the better player ever so slightly over, um, over, over Thomas. And, um, another question, uh, the other question from, from JP wheel underscore BSBL said, Carlson, Carlson struggling. Is there a chance they start Thomas O'Neal and not Carlson Bader? I don't see that happening. Um, Carlson did have, like I said, an RBI hit today, which is always uh, nice to see. Um, one for three today was was Dylan Carlson with, with that RBI single. So again, you know, I, I go back and forth on on you know, like I said, not trying to be too high or too low, but I, I do think that with Carlson, Carlson struggles don't bother me as much for a couple different reasons. Um, all you know, vaguely the same, but you know, he struggled in the minor leagues and got it fixed. He struggled in the major leagues. Um, and then has gotten it, got it fixed out at least in the second half. So, um, or second stint, I guess you should say. So, um, so yeah, so I'm not too worried about what, what Dylan Carlson, um, that, that Dylan Carlson is struggling, I should say. So I, I still think I'm pretty confident. Obviously Bader's, you know, a little hurt right now. So hopefully he's back. Okay. And ready to go tomorrow. But I do think that Bader gets the start in center and Carlson gets start in right field. Um, on, on opening day, I should say. I'm not sure who's starting tomorrow um, in the field. So thanks for, thanks for those questions. But on the mound, it is Carlos Martinez going up against Taiwan Walker. Carlos Martinez, this has got to be a good start for him. It just it just has to. I know that that I'm pretty high, and I, you know I try to be positive with with, with Carlos, but it's got to be a good start tomorrow. It, it, I said I gave him one or two more good starts before I throw in the towel on Martinez as a starter in 2021, and it starts tomorrow. It, it really does. Martinez has got to pitch well tomorrow, and it's on Mets TV, SNY, so hopefully we'll get some, some actual video of, of his performance. So, um, so yeah. So hopefully we will um, see a good Carlos tomorrow. Uh, I really hope that 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 is the case, and we will we'll, we'll see. Uh, tomorrow's show will also be released after uh, the 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 game. It might be a, a late night release because I'll be able to, um, you know, I've, I've got class, and then I'll have to. Uh, I want it to be after the game, but I've got class, and I also uh, umpire tomorrow night um, until about six or so, six or seven. So look for a late night release tomorrow, um, and then Wednesday's show will probably be in the morning. But for tomorrow, it'll be a recap of the game and my thoughts on Carlos Martinez. Feel free to send in your thoughts on Carlos Martinez to the Twitter or Instagram, lo underscore Cardinals, to the email lockedoncards at gmail dot com, and to me even if you like at ljfastball on Twitter. That's all I got for today's show. Hopefully the Cardinals can stop tying (laughs) as they continue through spring training. 
Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Cardinals podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day. Stay safe and stay well.